the monotony of it all was the only remotely comforting consistency in his life. He often reminisced of his five-year-old self, that child who wondered every day why his legs didn't work like everyone else's did. That child that looked out that bedroom window every morning and saw kids jumping and running and laughing and playing and how much he dreamed and prayed every day that the next morning he could join them, that he could go to that beautiful place outside the window. He dreamed it would feel like to slide out of bed and just have his feet feel that cool sensation of the stone floor for the first time or the leather clutching his toes as his sandals tried to keep up with him as he ran with reckless abandon. But as the days passed and the years went on, that dream, that prayer, faded, foggy, forgotten. And in their place, he remembered the hushed tones of his parents, who thought that he couldn't hear them, but he did. All the conversations about, why is God punishing us like this? Why would God make him like this? What are people going to think? Do you even see us? Do you even look at us, Lord? Do you see what we're going through? As time went on, it didn't get any easier. Every time you'd hear news of a wedding or a child being born, while there'd be happiness, there'd also be that realization that he would never get to experience anything like that. In fact, as he became a man, his self-worth just kept on getting lower and lower, the feelings of helplessness overcoming him every moment of every day. Every day was the same. His friends would come to his bedroom and they'd pick him up and they'd carry him to that same spot every single day outside the gate, beautiful. An ironic name, he thought, considering how ugly he must look to everybody else who even cared to glance his way. And there he sat. Every day, for years. See, people kind of made it a temple ritual to just walk past him. Not even giving him that most basic form of human warmth, a look. Oh, his disability had become his identity. And what could he do? Who could he be? This was the only job that was available for him. It just seemed like the world was passing him by. And there was nothing he could do to stop it. And how he thought back to all those childhood dreams, the pain of the past became the ever-present pain of the reality. His heart constantly waging war within, interrogating God. God, why did you make me this way? Why would you give me legs if they don't even work? Do you even look at me, Lord? And maybe you've found yourself sitting next to that beggar on the temple steps. And you analyze yourself and your own life circumstances that God has given you. And those same questions come up in your heart too. Why did you make me this way, Lord? Do you even see me? Why am I going through all this stuff? What reason could there be for me to suffer like this? Some of you, maybe it is a physical disability just like this beggar. Where you wake up every day and you just hope and pray, maybe this is the day I feel better. Maybe my health will finally get its act together. And then I can do all these things, Lord. Think of what I could do if I was just whole, I was just healthy. Those health problems don't go away and those disabilities, they stick around. 
Or maybe your disability is just the past. And you think about all the things you regret, especially that one sin that you just, no matter how hard you try to forget about, no matter how many times people say you're forgiven, just doesn't feel real to you. And you ask God, just let me move past it. Let me see beyond it. But you just can't. Maybe it's that disability of the one sin that gets you every time. No matter how hard you fight it, no matter how many battles you go against it, just can't seem to win. Do you even look at me, Lord? See, all of us here today, we have a spiritual condition that is beyond cure, at least on our own. We all have spiritual disabilities that make us impaired to approach God and have a great and lasting connection with him. All of us here, from the moment we were conceived, were spiritually crippled. With no known cure around us, we beg on the steps of the world, hoping to find what we're looking for, but we won't. We, we sit in that same spot of sin, taking the scraps that the sinful world gives us, but it's never enough. All of us need healing. Except often where we look for healing isn't where we're going to find it. In fact, it gets so easy to hear that ever-constant whisper in our ear to despise God, to grumble against him, to doubt him. Lord, why would you allow these shortcomings and disabilities and pain into my life? What good purpose could there be for them? So there that crippled man was. Every day was the same. But this day would be different. There he was, sitting in his familiar spot, his cup that had been falling apart over time, shaking, shaking, those couple of coins that were in there, this awful life soundtrack that he had to hear every single day. But he notices these two guys. And there's just something different about them. They're almost sprinting up the temple steps. They're excited. They're, they got something on their mind, but he doesn't know what it is. And then it happens. They look at him, and it wasn't just this passing glance, chucking a couple of coins and moving on. No, they looked straight at him. This was a gift. Somebody was noticing him. Somebody cared about him. Somebody wanted to help him. And so, of course, he kind of straightens himself out, and he's, he's thinking, of, okay, maybe I'll finally have some sort of a wealth that will at least give me a little bit of a break from this monotonous shame that I face every single day. Maybe I'll finally have relief from these never-ending tears, this disability that's confined me. Maybe I can finally feel free. And one of these two guys, with a smile kind of sprawling across his face, he reads his mind. He says, silver or gold, I don't have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Walk. And before those words even have a chance to register in his mind, he's pulled to his feet. I mean, just imagine being that guy. I mean, you're standing there. He's probably clutching, bracing himself for the fall that he feels like has to happen. He's never been able to walk. He's never been able to stand. But then he feels the most incredible sensation he's ever felt in his life. Motionlessness. He doesn't move. He, he's standing on his own two feet. And he grows a little bit more bold. He starts jumping around. He starts running around. And all of a sudden, this man who has never walked a step in his life is walking like he's been doing it for years. 
He's living the dream of that five-year-old child that he had forgotten about all those years ago right there. The saving name of Jesus had saved him from this paralysis that he thought was all who he was, what he thought was his identity. And he can't contain himself. He's running around praising God. He can't hold himself back. And just imagine all the people that had seen him for years, every single day as they came to the temple, and they do double takes. This can't be the same guy, but they know that it is. He is no longer the cripple. He's the runner. He's God's child. And his story is your story too. And maybe you can't quite see it yet. And maybe that's because you forgot a key element to your story. You see, that formerly crippled man, you remember his friends? Who every single day carried him again and again to that spot. His friends that carried him to the one spot where he would find healing. Now maybe for you as your parents and they took you to a spot like this, maybe not quite exactly like that, but a baptismal font literally carrying you into your Savior's arms, carrying you to the place you'd find healing. Maybe it was in a place like this, where you had a friend who said, hey, just come to church with me sometime. And you went in there skeptical, you came out a believer. What does this all have in common? See, while that man, that formerly crippled man, found his healing at the temple gate called Beautiful, you and I found our healing at the Savior called beautiful. This man who is unlike anybody else you've ever met, this God who destroyed all of your expectations, he didn't look away from you and your shortcomings. He didn't try to avert his eyes, avoid eye contact from all the disabilities and pain that you face. No. In fact, he looked at you and his eyes teared up. And he saw what sin has done to you. He saw what this ugly and distorted world has done to you. He didn't look away. In fact, he kept looking straight at you. He noticed you. And then he does this completely unexpected thing. He reaches out his hand and he pulls you to your feet. And in that moment of touch, you feel this empathy, this value, this worth, unlike anything you've ever experienced before. And it hits you. Jesus Jesus noticed me. He cares about me. He loves me. And when you think through just what that means, that God loves you, that God sees you, all you can do is see him. You see the pain and the suffering you've gone through in your life, not as punishment. But all of a sudden, you start seeing them as Gifts, which sounds so radical and doesn't seem right. But as you look at Jesus, you know it to be true. You see all the things that you've gone through, all the suffering that God's allowed, and you see God's heart more clearly than you've ever seen it before. God can take something that's broken, something that's distorted, and make it beautiful. People can see his grace through our cross-bearing. He takes who you used to be and he gives you a whole new identity. He gives you a purpose. A purpose that means you're a walking, breathing miracle of God. He can take even our suffering and make it a blessing. Jesus does everything well. 
So this formerly crippled man, look at what the first thing he does. As he feels that strength surging in his feet and ankles, look at the first place he runs to. God's house. This place he had been excluded from his entire life. He runs in there, doesn't have a care in the world. Wearing his faith on his sleeve, he jumps and he laughs and he runs up to everybody he can and he tells them, this is what Jesus has done for me. He had no shame whatsoever. He rejoices, praises God and all these people, you can almost feel the breeze as all their necks whiplash towards him. Can this really be the same guy? And they know that it is, but it doesn't stop the amazement of the moment. This once crippled man who sat every day at that temple gate called Beautiful, even though all he had experienced was ugly, was a walking, running, jumping, wonder, amazement, miracle of God. And all because he heard two Christians say, look at us. Because he looked at them, he heard Jesus say, look at me. You and I, before Jesus raised us to our feet of faith. We were spiritually crippled, right? We tried to find hope where there was no hope to be found. Then Jesus, he picked us up. You heard him speak to you through the word. You saw him in action in baptism. And all of a sudden you realize who you are. You're not that spiritual cripple anymore. No, you're a running, leaping miracle of God. And so what, what is holding us back from being like that once crippled man, how can we not run around and talk about just how ludicrously amazing it is that Jesus has done all this for us, that he's done everything well for us? We run to our church family, even when we're going through not just hard times, but good times, and telling them the wonders that God is doing in every moment of our life. How, when we face adversity, can we not remember who we are in Jesus? The God who does everything well will always do everything well for you. Even when we can't see the purpose to our suffering, even if we will never understand the full meaning of it, because we see Jesus and he sees us, we don't have to get to the bottom of that. We can trust that he knows exactly what he's doing and he knows exactly what he needs to do to bring us and others into our home where there'll be no more disability, no more imperfections, no more challenge. We'll get to walk with God every single day forever. So even as you face suffering, and you will, run with smiles beaming, crosses bearing. Run to Jesus' side. Run into his arms. See the Savior that will always notice you. Because when you see him, you start to see your life through his eyes. And there's no greater perspective than that. Amen. To him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Savior, be all glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen.